Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we've got an NWSL regular season preview. Weekend one is here. Before we dive into all that, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all news and updates at Attacking Third. We also have a TikTok and Instagram now, so follow us across all three platforms at Attacking Third for highlights, cool graphics, breaking news, and so much more. You can also watch us as video on YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. If you're joining us live, welcome. Let us know how you feel about opening weekend in the chat, and let's dive in. Lisa, how are you doing today, buddy? Sandra, I'm so good. We're going live. We get to preview the 10th season of the NWSL, the 10th year of the NWSL. We're going to clarify that one. It's the 10th year, uh, but we have games. It's very exciting. Um, very pumped about this. In terms of non-soccer, which is our whole world, so I love the <laughs> soccer, but Philadelphia 76ers, you got game six tonight against the Raptors. Let's go, Joel Embiid. Can you just can you just win this for us? Look, um, I, I'm, so I'm going to be giving you. I'm going to be sending you the good vibes as well. Bulls are officially out, but listen, hey, we didn't get swept. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Love to not be swept out on the playoffs. Congrats, the Bulls! I won in one game, uh, but uh, I'm I'm look. It's East Coast, uh, East Conference, Easter Conference all the way. So I'm hoping that my friend's team wins. So shout out to your oh, Sixers. Heck for yeah. Sure. And, and we have the NFL draft tonight. So yeah, there's yeah. just a lot on the line in the sports world right now. Yeah, there's a ton, ton happening around the sports world. But for us here at Attacking Third, we love talking about soccer. We love talking about NWSL. Uh, shout out to the FAWSL. There's a game going on right now. Bethany England opening up the scoring already for Chelsea against Tottenham. So uh, shout out to Chelsea Blues getting the start early there. And I uh, can't wait for this uh, upcoming summer because we're probably going to have even more uh, FAWSL content to talk about. But right now on the horizon, it is literally around. Around the corner. NWSL regular season starts this weekend. And that's not the only NWSL action that's going to be taking place over the course of the next coming weeks. But we got to talk a little bit about how NWSL is going to look at least over the next couple weeks, a little bit. Fans, if you aren't aware already, you can watch NWSL matches on Paramount Plus. We're going to go through the docket of matches this weekend and let you know where you can find the games as well. But the regular season is kicking off on Friday. NWSL Challenge Cup semifinals will be kicking off on May 4th, and NWSL Challenge Cup final will be kicking off on May 7th. We have an additional update on the Challenge Cup as well. The semifinal match between Oil Rain and Washington Spirit, which was once upon a time supposed to be held <laughs> by the number one seeded <laughs> Oil Rain, ended up be- getting moved to the D.C. area uh, 
to be played at Seger Field, but now it is actually going to be held at Audi Field. So congratulations to the update on the semifinal logistics there. Let's hop into some regular season fixtures here, though, because we're going to talk about all Reign of Washington spirit across regular season, not just Challenge Cup as well. Here are the games for the docket. You all ready for this? Angel City FC versus North Carolina Courage is going to be kicking off on Friday the 29th, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Portland Thorns versus Kansas City Current is going to be on Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Chicago Red Stars versus Racing Louisville FC, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Washington Spirit versus Ola Rain on Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Orlando Pride versus Gotham FC, Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And Houston Dash versus San Diego Wave FC, Sunday, Eastern time. We're going to be going through each of these games for you all. Letting you know our picks, of course, because we like to talk about that as well. Let's take a look at maybe some of the biggest games of the weekend. Ones that Lisa and I are going to keep a very special close eye on. Angel City versus North Carolina Courage. You all can find that one on CBS Sports Network. Lisa, Angel City, hosting a bank, hosting at the bank. It's going to be a little bit of a different vibe in this one. What are you feeling out of this match and why? This is a huge game for so many different reasons. The 10th year in the NWSL expansion side, Angel City getting to host at Bank of California Arena. I believe that's what it's called for the very first time against a team in North Carolina Courage that throughout this Challenge Cup has done extremely well uh, on their run to the top of the East standings and making their way throughout the Challenge Cup and going forward into the semifinals. But Angel City hosting this, it's it's a nightcap game, 10.30 Eastern. It's on big CBS. So we've got um, the superstars covering it that we love to see. I know Marissa Pilla and Lori Lindsay, they flew out of Philly this morning to make their way to L.A. to cover this one. This is it, the first huge test for Angel City on the marketing side of things, right? There's been so much I'm going to call it hoopla leading up to this because the announcement of the team, the investors that they've got behind their brand, um, playing at Bank of California Stadium, playing uh, against North Carolina Courage, playing at home with Christian Press. There's a lot riding on this. There's been tickets that have been sold for this game for weeks and months. And it's it's the culmination of all of this happening. Um, when you look at the soccer aspect of it, that has to come into play, but there's so much off the pitch that also comes into this because North Carolina is a team that is now going into this type of environment that the people of LA and the people of California are so hyped for this match that it is changing the tide for this, for this game, honestly. So when we look into the soccer of it a little bit, Angel City, I'm hoping they can ride the momentum that they had ending their Challenge Cup run. They got their very first win over Portland Thorns. Uh, but defensively, Angel City has not been sound. They conceded 13 goals throughout the Challenge Cup. That was tied for the most out of any team in the Challenge Cup. North Carolina, they were a very hot team in the Challenge Cup. They're fighting in the playoffs. They have a semifinal match on Wednesday. And then they're hoping to play in the Cup Final on Saturday. So this is one of the biggest things we have to talk about this weekend because four of these NWSL teams are still competing in the Challenge Cup playoffs. And how do coaches manage player minutes and restrictions and, and making sure they can secure three points for the regular season, which means so much, but also continue their Challenge Cup run. If you've made it this far, you want to go all the way and, and win the Cup. This is going to be a very 
open game. North Carolina has proven that they can score. They're averaging two goals a game throughout the Challenge Cup. And Angel City defensively, they're not that sound. So I think North Carolina is going to bring it. They're going to ride this wave that they've come off of in the Challenge Cup. Uh, but we need big players to step up for for both of these sides because yeah. all eyes are going to be on this game completely. Kristen Press needs to get a goal, a goal in the run of play for Angel City. Can you imagine that, are, that arena and that stadium oh. if that happens? Listen, can I imagine it? Yes. But does that mean I still want to literally see it in front of my face happening? 100%. When I'm looking at this one, I hear you on all that. Certain players got to step on up on each side of the pitch here. I'm also looking at North Carolina Courage because they're, they've got a semifinal in the Challenge Cup on the horizon. After right. this, you know, we're recording this. We're, we're live with our homies here and talking about it. So we're doing this ahead of, you know, getting, you know, availability reports, getting, getting a look at a fresh, you know, uh, IR in terms of who's available, who's not, who might be held or or who might not be withheld. When I'm thinking about picks in this one, Lisa, I don't know, though. I, I'm I'm struggling in this one. I don't know if there's going to be a full-on winner or full-on loser. I'm a little bit curious if maybe Angel City is going to be motivated by their final performance there, which it's kind of felt like finally a full 90-minute performance from mm-hmm. this team with the personnel that they had out on the pitch. But unsure about the status of, of Simone Charlie and – and and what that's going to look like there because the attack was looking really nice when we saw some really good interchange between, you know, Charlie Press and McCaskill getting into the mix as well. June Endo really kind of thriving as well mm-hmm. alongside the, you know, that, 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 that other duo there. So I just am, I'm a little bit curious. I, I feel somewhere where I like, I, I think maybe I want to say this is going to be a draw in some sense, but I think, you know, I'm going to go bold here and say that maybe Angel City shock some folks and get, uh, get a win against North Carolina. I'm inking that in my notebook. Um, I I like that. I think this scheme is going to be really telling of what we're going to see from Angel City for the rest of the year. I I just think that the momentum that North Carolina has right now with Caroline getting her first start, playing significant minutes, her partnership with Dabinia for North Carolina, uh, the play that North Carolina has done and the competition that they've faced in their East region throughout the Challenge Cup has been tough competition against Washington Spirit, who also finds themselves in the Challenge Cup postseason. I give the win to North Carolina. Uh, I'm, I think they're going to take this one, but yeah. I'm – I want goals from both sides of these yeah. teams, honestly. I feel you 100. percent I think I, I think you're looking at North Carolina, and I, I, I'm with you. I, there was I felt a little bit more secure in being like, yeah, like it's going to be North Carolina, and and I'm you know you know us, we're ready to come on here and I'll talk about how we're wrong, and so I'm ready to be <laughs> proven wrong if North Carolina comes out and does what they do. I don't think I've chosen against North Carolina to date in this one, but we'll have to go back and, and double check that. But uh, I, I would love to see some wild scenes out of Angel City and hopefully the person on the pitch can deliver on this day. Let's take a look at another match that we're considering as one of the biggest matches of the weekend. We are going to be keeping an absolute close eye on Washington Spirit versus OL Reign. They will be kicking off their regular season on May First, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern in Audi Field. And then on the horizon is going to be their semifinal matchup for Challenge Cup. So there's a lot of there were a lot of moving parts leading up to this weekend. And ultimately, when we had chatted a little bit about the dilemma in uh, one of our previous episodes during our news and notes segment, 
when the match was initially slated for Segra Field, part of maybe that very small kind of half, you know, glass half full perspective was that despite O.L. Reign being the number one Challenge Cup semifinal seed, they were unable to have an appropriate facility to host in mm-hmm. their home field. So the next thing was to look elsewhere. And then unfortunately, they're going to be on the road. And so maybe the silver lining within this was like, since they're already going to be playing a regular <laughs> season fixture against each other, why not just stay in the same region to save a little bit of travel on the body? So this regular season match is going to be kicking off the official regular season for both of these teams at Audi Field, and then they will be staying in the area for their semifinal match on May 4th. When we're looking at just the regular season, though, Lisa, it's hard to maybe break away and and, and say that these two teams are preparing differently for different types of scenarios because I think if you're players on either side of the of the team here and you're looking at the schedule ahead of you, you want to win this yeah. game. <laughs> quite frankly, these, I think, are the two heavy hitters that so many of us yeah. have our eyes on during 2022. Washington Spirit are the reigning 2021 NWSL champions, and you got Oil Rain just racking up results. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Who do you got in this one? Why? This is my biggest game to watch out of all weekend, perhaps throughout the Challenge Cup, because as you mentioned, they play this weekend on Sunday and then they play again on Wednesday. That's a very quick turnaround, especially to play against the exact same opponent. So uh, I'm going to take a little trip down memory lane here just to refresh everyone's memories about these two sides. Washington Spirit are unbeaten in their last 18 games in all competitions. Now, there were two forfeit losses in that span, but I'm going to overlook those. But And this is all under Chris Ward as well, the acting head coach from 2021, who is now the head coach of OL Reign. The last three times these two teams have played, Washington has swept three straight wins against OL Reign, including a two-to-one road win in last season's NWSL playoff. So recent history, Washington Spirit has the upper hand over OL Reign. Ashley Hatch is coming off a brace in the last match that Spirit had against North Carolina Courage. Allie Watt also got on the scoreboard for OL Reign in their last match against San Diego. So we're starting to see different pieces come together. Specifically, when we look at this all rain side, Ali Watt getting a goal, that's that's huge. A player that has been technically in the league for a while, suffered some injuries, and, and this is a huge year for Ali Watt to see if she can make a big impact, not only with the team, but also with OL Rain and, and her play in the NWSL. Getting that first goal is off to a huge start. There's so much that it's so hard to separate between the Challenge Cup semifinal and this regular season game. You said it, though. Both teams want to get a win. I think the the energy that we've seen from Washington Spirit has just grown and grown and grown. Um, they snuck away with a tie against North Carolina in their last match. But going up against OL Reign, they're playing at home at Audi Field. They don't have to travel they get to sleep in their own beds. I think yeah. the off-the-field factors play so much into this. OL Reign supposedly, well, not supposedly, being the number one in the Challenge Cup, but not being able to host, that plays a factor in this. I I honestly am going to go with the draw in this match between Washington and OL Reign. Music to my ears, but let me tell you why. Because 
the reason why I didn't want to go maybe like draw in that first biggest match pick that we made was because I'm saving my draw for this one. I'm looking at these two teams and I just think that they match up against each other incredibly well. And while I want to see a really strong match opening weekend match for the regular season between these two sides, I just think that they are keeping in consideration the week of head that they have in front of them. And uh, the fact that there is a semi, there's a, a Challenge Cup semifinal that will be taking place between the two of them as well. I'm not saying that they want to maybe hold the cards or not show as much, but this is early. This is still very, very early scenes for many of these teams. We heard a lot. We've heard a lot from players and, and, and coaches throughout Challenge Cup that the fact of the matter is Challenge Cup coming out of a preseason and then in placed in front of a regular season still has a little bit of that concept in your brain of a, a bit of a preseason vibe in terms of the tournament that it is. So these are still beginning stages and early stages for teams to kind of iron out the things that they want to iron out and sort of forming and their identities moving forward for 2022. So while I'm excited for this matchup, I really do think it might check out in the draw. I'm hopeful that it might be a little bit of a shootout, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it could, it could be narrow as well. I'm hoping for a shootout in this one too. As people in our chat are reminding me and, and reminiscing, I love it. If you're in the chat, drop your predictions. Let us know who you have for all of these matches. But Washington has conceded a lot of goals first throughout this Challenge Cup. And yep. against a team like O.L. Reign, who scored three goals in 14 minutes a few weeks ago, O.L. Reign comes out really strong. So I would not be surprised if at halftime, O.L. Reign is winning two nil even that's a pretty big margin i honestly see that but i still see a draw at the end of it (laughs) oh we do this you you want the we both want the shootout you're giving really good arguments for for uh kind of a a goal fest of a draw so i'm gonna give you like the the multi-goal draw i'm gonna stay with the draw but i'll go like narrow draw so we'll we'll see we'll we'll try to like put a different angle and spin on it as well so we got to do the recap and maybe talk about it we'll see what was going on going on but watch 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 because we chose a draw it's gonna be like a completely different turnout watch uh watch us put the jinx on it and see see what happened uh but uh, you know there's there's something about these two teams i think going going up together i don't know if if folks watching if maybe they they look at these two teams and think this right here is a rivalry but i like the history between these two sides i mean we've got some history between them going back way back in the beginning stages of NWSL. This is when they do meet head to head in the challenge cup. It's not going to be the first time that they've met in a, in a kind of a semi-final experience. And this Washington spirit side eliminated, ended OL Reigns impressive second half season run just last year. And uh, I'm sure that that is fresh in the franchise's mind as well. And the team were disappointed to not be able to move further into, uh, into the playoffs there, especially as they had home field advantage. So home field advantage is not something that's necessarily been this type of X factor, like game changing kind of thing for the rain when they've gone up to the spirit before in the past. And I'm thinking about even in those early years of NWSL, when there were semifinal playoffs and, and the rain were uh, eliminated or had to go face to face with, with the spirit down the stretch of some things as well. So um, home field has not maybe always been the best scenario for all rain. So maybe that's something that's going to change as well. Maybe the concept of pressure on the local team, might be there as well. So we'll we'll see. There's a lot more to get into here, though. There's a ton of games we got to go through. We're going to give you picks for the remaining games of opening weekend right after a quick break. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk about some matches that are going to be a true test. Portland Thorns FC versus Kansas City Current on Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find that on Twitch. Portland Thorns and Kansas City. KC winning the Central Division of the Challenge Cup. Portland falling just short of the Challenge Cup playoffs will not be able to defend their 2021 Challenge Cup title. But these two teams getting a look at each other for the first time in regular season because of how division play shook out. Uh, a lot of these teams are going to be meeting each other for the first time. And similarly to Washington Spirit and Oil Rain, we're going to see Portland Thorns and Kansas City get a first look at each other. When we're looking at this matchup here, though, Lisa, what are you looking at? And who do you think is going to walk away with a result in this one or not? <laughs> I do think there's going to be a result in this match, but this is a- another really good matchup. Uh, we called this section the true test section because we have not seen this current iteration of Portland Thorns with Rain Wilkinson and, and the squad that they have put out and the different formation that they're testing out throughout 2022. Uh, we haven't seen that against a team like Casey Current under Matt Potter that's trying different things, that has a handful of rookies that are being really big impact players so far in the season. Um, Kansas City current, they they came in with some heavy hitters in Lynn Williams, Sam Ewis, who we haven't seen. We won't see Williams anymore throughout the season, but we're unsure on this current status of Sam Ewis. Um, with or without her, I don't even think it matters because Kansas City is a team that uh, they won the Central Division in the Challenge Cup, essentially without Ewis. They, they were a team that finished at the bottom of the table in last season in 2021. And they just won the first little win that they could get making it into the challenge cup postseason. This is a Kansas city team that knows how to play on both sides of the ball. They're a little bit scrappy. They can attack in a variety of ways though. And they have a player in Kristen Hamilton that I'm going to circle and star that has taken on a lot of responsibility in the attacking end of the field for the current. She knows what needs to be done to get the ball in the back of the net. And she's willing to do that and put her body on the line. And when you have a leader like that at Kansas City that has so many rookies around her in Elise Bennett, Alex Luera, Jenna Weinbrenner, the center backs, that is so important for how these rookies are going to enter their NWSL career. We're already seeing it from Elise Bennett. Two assists out of the rookie in the Challenge Cup. She can be creative in the attack. And I think that having these rookies for Kansas City is helping them go against a team like Portland Thorns, who is an incredible powerhouse. But 
These rookies don't know that. They don't care about that. They're just out there to play football, have fun, score some goals in this regular season. Uh, but this this matchup, Portland's coming off a loss. They're they're falling yep. short in the Challenge Cup. They're coming off that loss to Angel City. This matchup is is a big one. Now you asked me, who do I have winning, or even do I have anyone winning? Um, I think this one is going to be really narrow. I think the goalkeeper battle in this match between AD French for Kansas City Current and Bella Bigsby for Portland Thorns is going to be a really big battle. These players are going to step up. Their their teams are going to rely on them. However, because of that and Portland coming off their loss to Angel City, I'm giving this win to Portland. And I won't be mad if we come back on this podcast on Sunday and Kansas City ends up winning. But I'm going to give the win to Portland right now. Listen, uh, I'm high on Kansas City Current. I'm absolutely loving what they're doing this season so far. The little bit that we've seen from them, I'm high on Elise Bennett. I think the rookie has been incredibly impressive during this Challenge Cup, being asked to, to come in, in in light of losing such a big piece like Lynn Williams, and she's playing fearlessly and with confidence, and I love to see that out of a rookie. However, like you said, there's a number of things, that, a number of factors that are going in to, to play into this match. Kansas City is the team that advanced to their semifinals in the Challenge Cup. They've got a quick turnaround when you're looking at how their soccer is laid out in front of them. They've got this game away on the road at Providence Park in Portland, Oregon, and then they have got to host their Challenge Cup semifinal in Kansas City at Children's Mercies Park right on May 4th. So you're talking about a couple games in the, over the course of four days. It's also going to come down to, to who's actually available. I mean, we saw in that final match for, for Portland, and unfortunately, we're dealing with a string of COVID protocols that they had to follow. number of players were out. But there was also the recent co-ed soccer game that they had yeah. in support for Ukraine, which was a lot of fun that they had streaming on their website to, to take a look at. Uh, so there's likely going to be a different type of a roster available to select from by head coach Ryan Wilkinson in this one, which is why I'm going with the home side in this one as well. As much as I would love to see Kansas City go out on the road and snatch up a win, which I believe they're capable of, I just think they're going to be going up against a Portland Thorn side that is going to be looking a little bit different than they did in their final game of yeah. the Challenge Cup. So I'm uh, eager to see the head-to-head in this one, but I'm going to be going with the home side. But I do think it's going to be a narrow win. It, I do too. I, I like that you're going with Portland in this one. And and you mentioned it. They were missing a number of players, even their head coach in their last match against Angel City. And it, Sophia Smith, a player that was out due to COVID protocol, she's chomping at the bit to get back yeah. on the field. And because these those players were forced to sit out due to COVID protocol, that's like giving them the extra edge yeah. at this home match against Kansas City. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Love to come back on here and talk about how we were right or wrong. Let's move on for another true test. We're going to be taking a look at Houston Dash versus San Diego Wave FC. That match is taking place on Sunday as well, 7 p.m. Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. Houston Dash finishing last in the Central Region of the Challenge Cup standings. And San Diego Wave ending their Challenge Cup play with one win, two draws, and three losses. But... Really promising on the offensive side of things, scoring nine goals. They're in the top half of the teams with the goals that they ended up scoring through the Challenge Cup. Lisa, 
You've been high on San Diego wave since since the jumps they started forming their team together. I've been impressed with how they closed out their Challenge Cup, and we're looking at a Houston Dash side that unfortunately is now coming into their regular season off of maybe a little bit of a disappointing Challenge Cup finishing last in that category of the central region. And now they're also unfortunately dealing with some off of the field issues as well. Recently announcing the suspension of their head coach and general manager, James Clarkson, due to the ongoing joint team investigation uh, across NWSL that has been taking place since October of 2021. So a number of, of different things coming into play when we're looking at these two teams going head to head, when we're looking at the, 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 the end result, in this one, Lisa, this, the soccer aspect of it. Are, are you choosing a team to win, lose, or draw in this one, and why? I choose San Diego Wave FC to win over Houston in this match. Um, this is the first time San Diego will be playing out of their West Coast, their comfortability home, um, yeah. and Houston gets to host a California squad for the very first time. When We, we really have to look at... Uh, for San Diego, we have to look at the Challenge Cup and what they were able to do throughout that. Uh, they've scored and allowed at least one goal in all three of their road games as an NWSL club. They're the only team to allow more goals in away matches in the Challenge Cup than San Diego. Um, so in, in, interesting um, to kind of look at certain stats like that. I think that San Diego has a lot to prove. That's why this is a true test for these two squads. Um then when we look at Houston, going through a lot of emotional, mental stuff off the pitch and, and losing their head coach and, and the players having to go through this as well and then have to go and play a game. When we look at on the pitch what they've been able to do, I think Maria Sanchez is a player that can make a very big difference for this Houston Dash team. We've seen it. We've seen it slightly. She has three assists throughout the challenge cup. Um, no other Houston player even has yeah. an assist. So she's the only one to yeah. have recorded assists and she was the only player with 100% of her team's assists. And because of that and her contributions in the attack, that's one thing that she is known for getting crosses in, whipping the balls in, being dangerous, going one V one at defenders. I don't think it's enough for Houston. I don't think Ashley Sanchez can do all of it, or excuse me, Maria Sanchez can do all of it for this Houston Dash team. Yeah. Um, because of that, I think San Diego is excited to get on the road, face some different competition out of the Challenge Cup. I am giving San Diego the nod in this win. I'm with you 100%. On this one, listen, Houston Dash uh, was a team that we were taking a look at during the Challenge Cup. And when we would go through our previews and recaps of games, or even when we were laying out the power rankings and going through that, this was just a team that we just couldn't really see kind of crack through that that top four or top six. Even when we're just talking about general power rankings, which is just sort of based on a lot of, you know, thoughts and opinions and, and, and to stats and data and eye test, right? But when we're looking now ahead of this regular season, putting some numbers attached to some of these, uh, you know, the eye tests and the feelings and the opinions that we had about this. I mean, you can look at this Houston dash side and, and point out and look across the roster and say, yeah, sure. There are some, um, bright spots here across this pool of players, some strong individual pieces. And of course we've been highlighting Maria Sanchez because she really is probably the breakout player yes. for this Houston dash side. When we're talking about the challenge cup that they had, there was literally uh, a game where we can point to their 
big come from behind win and say that happened because a player like her took over the game. Um, so that's just not enough. Like you said, I mean, this, this it can, can the difference sometimes be that one kind of player doing this, doing a madness on the pitch and, and, and kind of turning the momentum for a team? Absolutely. A hundred percent. We've seen it happen in this league and across the game, but I'm just not sure that it's going to be enough when you're going up against this San Diego wave FC side. We're also, we were also looking for certain teams and uh, a little bit of growth throughout this challenge cup, because we're looking at how they started from their week one closing out their group matches and even though during that final match week there were teams that were already eliminated from challenge cup uh semifinal contention we still wanted to see some type of uh you know strong performances and i think what we saw out of san diego towards the later stages of their challenge cup i think has a little bit more meat on the bones in terms of building upon that for the regular season casey stoney i think uh is someone that we can include in that as the head coach of the wave to be able to take a look and really get a close eye on what it means to coach in the NWSL and the type of transitional play that occurs here in this league. And I think that she had six matches along with her roster to say, okay, here's what we got. Let's go. And I think them going on the road to Houston, they're not going to maybe be intimidated by something like, you know, playing in warmer weather or heat or things like that. So I'm looking at yep. San Diego Wave in this one as well, and I'm, I'm expecting them to, to pick up a win in this one. Let's take a look at the competition as it continues. There are two more matches that we've got to go through and give you all some picks. Chicago Red Stars versus Racing Louisville FC is going to take place on Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can catch that on Paramount+. Plus. Look, both of these teams at this point, I think, have a lot of familiarity with each other. We're talking about two teams that will now have played each other three times in just the course of a month. Uh, Was on some media availability with the Chicago Red Stars today. Got to chat a little bit with head coach Chris Petroselli. And he alluded to that as maybe being a little bit of a challenge in terms of team preparation this week for a regular season. So while there's general disappointment among the Red Stars team that they fell just a little bit short of advancing to a spot in the Challenge Cup semifinals, there was renewed enthusiasm about preparing for a regular season, but there was right back to that little bit of a mental grind in that actually we're preparing for this regular season. And this first mm-hmm. game is going to be the third time we face this team in less than a month. So it maybe is presenting some interesting challenges for both of these teams going into the regular season. All that being said, these red stars are still looking for a win against this racing Louisville franchise and racing Louisville has made it very, very hard for the red stars to go ahead and get that officially against them. But racing has had a win before the, uh, the red stars in the past. When we're looking at this one, Chicago is the host, Lisa, who, who are you looking at to have an impact in this game? And, and do you think someone's going to come out on the other side of a win or a loss here definitively? So before I dive into this, I want to ask you, because you did join the Chris Petroselli Chicago media availability updates on statuses of availability of players. Mallory Pugh, Hutchin Protocol, Morgan Gattral, another player. Any updates you can share with the the class? 
Yeah, absolutely. I did ask I did ask Chris Petroselli in terms of the personnel who before you know, I make my picks, I want to know. You want to yeah, actually that's, that's the one thing we need to know, right? I think we're I think a lot of people are looking at that as well. But while there's nothing official uh yet in terms of an availability report, in terms of that preparation that the team has been going through this week, Petroselli did say that Mallory Pugh was participating in very limited things with the team throughout trainings. Um, she was someone who was placed on concussion pro protocol uh, out of that second that that penultimate game of the challenge cup so she was unavailable for that very last challenge cup game against kansas city currents and there is no official status yet of her availability come game day on this uh, opening weekend for regular season but the positives there are that she is participating in some very small and minor team practice things throughout the week morgan Tron, on the other hand is a little bit further away he mentioned her time this week in preparation has mostly been with the uh, physical trainers and the PT side of things in terms of trying to get back uh, to full fitness. So, I mean, these are two big pieces for the right. Red Stars here, Lisa. So uh, we're, it's looking and sounding perhaps as if somebody like Mallory Pugh could be more of a game day decision. But I think what was most impressive coming out of some of this uh, Red Stars media availability was uh, getting able to also chat with players like Ella Stevens, players like Amanda Kowalski and they are of the mindset of just continuing to trust their process and the belief in the the shape that they've been coming out in terms of their style of play so where I don't while the personnel might change a little bit or have to you know adjustments might have to be made there they're committed to how they're playing this year so far so that's kind of the energy that was coming out from either the coaching side or the player side of this media availability. So questionable on Pugh, a most likely no on Morgan Gattral, but one player that is there will be playing, Alyssa Nair, goalkeeper for the Red Stars. And that is a huge, huge piece for Chicago because uh, the last time uh, Chicago came out, Alyssa Nair had a tremendous, tremendous game. So uh, looking at the Challenge Cup, late in March, these two teams, Chicago and Racing Louisville, came to a nil-nil draw in the End of April, the last time they played, one won a goal from Amanda Kowalski and then a set-piece goal from Amina Ekic. So uh, these teams aren't necessarily scoring a lot. Uh, they're not. And that is something that is concerning to me, especially when players like Morgan Gattral are out for Chicago and Mallory Pugh uh, most likely won't play. I'm going to say that for this weekend uh, based on her head and, and kind of how she's doing. Of course, I have no insight into that, but... It's a long season. You don't want her to get into this concussion um, cycle where you play one game and then you're out again. Yeah. Uh, because of that, this game could look a lot different. I almost want to say it's going to be a draw, a nil-nil draw, but ultimately I'm going to give the win to Racing Louisville. I think that Racing Louisville wants to beat Chicago because of the history that these two sides have had. Chicago has never scored a goal against Racing Louisville at home. And that's something that Racing Louisville wants to continue. I think Jess McDonald is a player that can change things for Racing Louisville against a Chicago side. Emily Fox defensively, this is her time to step up. This could be a really big year of growth for Emily Fox, not only with Racing Louisville, but with the national team. And it starts this weekend in the regular season. So I'm not going to go with the draw because I already gave a draw up in my predictions. I am going to give this win to Racing Louisville. Look, I'm going to be uh, going with the home side. 
in this one. I don't want to see another draw in this one because these two teams have been played out to a couple draws already. I want to see somebody come out here and take control of this game. Another thing that just keeps looming in the back of my mind, and maybe it's the local in me, but Chicago is hosting this first opening weekend match for the regular season. And there have been some weather that has happened in some of these matches over the course of the Challenge Cup when they hosted a few games there that have come into play. And both teams have to play in it. And I think that the game between Chicago and racing was a really good example of maybe how weather can affect both sides of the pitch, no matter who is actually hosting the game. The weather doesn't look like it's going to be super bright and sunny and clear and perfect soccer weather, although we'll have to keep an eye on it. So I'm going to say that Chicago might have a little more experience in navigating some of the flora and the fauna of SeatGeek <laughs> Stadium. So I am going to go with a win for Chicago instead. I like that you and I are of the same energy here, that we want to see a win. We want to see a result. I think at this point between these two franchises, we might almost take it either way. Hopefully we (laughs) see them play out to a certain result. We'll see what happens. Final match for us to get through, Orlando Pride versus Gotham FC, 7 p.m. on Sunday. You can also catch that on Paramount+. Plus. I think we got to just call a duck if it quacks, right? If it's, if it quacks, it's a duck. And we're looking at these two teams, Lisa coming out of the East region of the challenge cup. And I know you're, you're cracking up about it already, but we saw these two teams in the East region of challenge cup struggle a little bit. And it sort of felt like we were coming on here week in, week out talking a bit about that and wanting to see more from Gotham FC and wanting to see a little bit of what this rebuild was going to look like for the pride moving forward. And unfortunately, Challenge Cup just really didn't give a lot of data there for us. When we're looking at the pride, it looks like they're exiting their Challenge Cup, unfortunately missing several key players. They uh, you know, had to say farewell to Marta, who's out with an, uh, a season-ending knee injury. Sydney LaRue has been navigating an injury of her own. Uh, Aaron McLeod is navigating and rehabbing from a knee injury as well, expected uh, somewhere from four to six weeks. So a number of, of key players out for the pride. But when we're looking at this Gotham side, we've constantly felt that there's a there's a healthy chunk of talent there that we want to see this team build off of what they did last year in 2021 and their first playoff appearance as newly branded Gotham FC. When we're looking at these two teams go head to head once more, Lisa, do you think we're going to get a different result here between these two teams than we saw in their final challenge cup game? I don't honestly, I don't, if anything, if anything, I'll give a little bit of a tilt to Orlando pride in this. Gotham has struggled. They are a struggling squad that even dates back to the end of 2021. They've Gotham has scored one goal in each of its last five matches, and they haven't scored multiple goals in any of their last 10 matches across all competitions. So scoring goals is very difficult for Gotham, a team, as you just said, Sandra, that has so much talent, so much attacking talent as well. They've got if you Margaret purse, they've got really good players, Naho Kawasumi, Christy Mewis mm-hmm. now who has scored for Gotham since arriving. However, both of her goals have come from the penalty spot. No goals for Mewis in the run of play, not a huge impact player from Christy Mewis. It's, 
I, I want to shake Gotham a little bit and be like, wake up. What are okay, you doing? Going on? Yeah. It's the regular season. It's time to show up and we'll see if they do this weekend. However, I think that because the expectations for Gotham to be so much better than they are, are on that team and they can feel those expectations. They know that they are not performing as well as they could be, they should be, and as well as they want to be. Whereas Orlando is a team that coming into this season, even the Challenge Cup, we've known that they were going to struggle a little bit. And then losing big players like Marta, Sidney LaRue being on limited minutes, having a brand new coach to the professional game in Amanda Cromwell. There's a lot of moving parts for Orlando that there was a lot of pressure on them to do well, which allows them to play a little bit freer, especially against yeah. a team like Gotham. So they just played them. They're coming back into this match. I, I see this as a draw, frankly. Um, if anything, I'll give Orlando a little bit of a lean towards them, a little bit of a tilt towards them. But otherwise, I, I go draw in this match. There's something like a home field advantage for Orlando. Do you think that that might be something that comes into play with this one but or not? Because, again, we're kind of seeing a little bit of a repeat of the closeout of Challenge Cup for those two. I don't think it's a huge factor for Gotham. Uh, maybe for Orlando, it gives them a little bit more of a boost, but Exploria Stadium isn't that difficult of a place to go into for a team like Gotham to travel there and to go into that stadium. It's not that hostile. It's not anything like Providence Park, which is one of the most difficult places to play in the world in, in the NWSL, of course. However, for Orlando, it might give them a bit of a boost knowing they have their supporters there um, being comfortable with the humidity and the heat that's in Orlando. But perhaps it gives them that little bit of an edge. Honestly, I think the edge for Orlando comes from just not having a lot of pressure to be the best in the league right now. Yeah, I'm with you, too, on in terms of uh, the attack for Gotham and, and what we're looking at there or, or or lack of, you know, the pieces that they have there, uh, the ones that they had from last year, whether it's an Anamano or a Purse or, or a Monaghan, and then looking at the addition of Mewis and wanting to see a little bit more uh, interchange between that kind of cluster that we're seeing from Gotham to just try to produce a little bit more. It's almost like we're seeing the action, but we're not seeing the end results. I mean, we're looking at someone like Purse, who's, yes, yeah, second on the team right now in terms of total shots. But when you're looking at her on-target percentage, 18%, it's questionable at best. Yeah. You're talking about the, so the, the questionable shot, shot selection just not matching up. And, and perhaps it's a bit of, like I was talking about earlier, you know, the fact that this is the early stage of the season, maybe it's still shaking off some of the preseason rust. Perhaps it's getting, you know, re-familiar with, uh, with the team after having a little bit of, of an offseason, et cetera. But, you know, we have said it kind of week in and week out. We, we want to see more from these players because of what they were producing uh, last year. It was very exciting and it sort of felt like the real beginnings of something. And now we're just sort of seeing it kind of still trying to maybe take a, it's taken a little bit of a plateau. I won't say it's taken a huge dip, but it's definitely flatlined a little bit. We're talking about a, an attack from Gotham that was uh, uh, second in, in total goal productions over the course of Challenge Cup. It just there just wasn't a lot there. So hopefully we get to see a little bit of a different energy from this team going into regular season. And I'm going to throw a pick behind it. I'm going to say that Gotham walks away with the win in this one. They want to start off their regular season 
and forget about the Challenge Cup that they just had and start taking the long grind of a regular season into another playoff push. So hopefully we get to come on back here and talk about the match and how that shook out. Thanks, everybody. That's all we got for you. Went through all of the games. We appreciate you joining us, as always, whenever we go live and listening to us here on Attacking Third. You can follow us on Twitter and now on TikTok and Instagram at Attacking Third for so much more. All breaking news, all kinds of videos, all kinds of highlights. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe at YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. If you do have any questions for us, because we always see everybody throwing around kind of questions in the live. But the way to get it answered is you got to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your question. And Lisa and I will answer it during a mailbag segment. So head on over to Apple Podcasts with a five-star review and your question, and we'll answer it. And Lisa and I will be back Sunday with a recap of the opening weekend for NWSL regular season for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. This was Attacking Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.